0: Hello, welcome to the Thursday, October twentieth edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by OSU beat writer Kelly Hines. Kelly, OSU's coming off their first loss of the season. They're hosting Texas this week. Uh, let's start with Spencer Sanders. Uh, do we know anything more about his shoulder? How's he doing? What do we know?
1: Um, don't know anything because Mike Dundee doesn't want to talk about injuries, but um I definitely feel like uh the more time um removed from you know whatever caused the, the initial issue, that's probably a good thing. Um, because you know, obviously Spencer played Saturday and um I think for the most part looked like his, his normal self. So um assuming he continues with his recovery, um, I, I think that you know, he's expected to play this week. And, um, you know, I think just this style of, of um, the way that he plays that just, you know, he's going to be banged up a lot. And obviously that's not ideal, but you see that across the country with quarterbacks, especially ones who are, who are mobile. Um, they're going to uh, deal with stuff as the season goes on. And now being at the midpoint, you know, to me, it's not, not a surprise to see Spencer banged up because he he doesn't shy away from contact and he's gonna do whatever it takes to, to make a play. So um he'd like for you know those situations to to not be there. But with with him, I I think that there's always gonna be the chance for that. So, but you know, as he says, he's he's tough and and he's gonna probably do whatever it takes to play through it. So unless he's got like a broken leg or, you know, something really severe, he's he's gonna wanna be out there trying to make plays. So um didn't surprise me to see him. Um, you know, play last week, and um, you know, walk. I saw him walk out of practice Tuesday, like normal. Um, but we don't have a whole lot to go on otherwise. Sure. Did it affect us play much Saturday? You feel? I don't know that it really did. It's just you know there were some throws in the fourth quarter that were off, and and you know it's hard to say if that was just because he was playing through pain or. Um, you know the defense was was doing different things, and you know they, he had he was pressured, and you know just different things can play into that. So it wasn't like oh yeah no he he was off on that throw because you could tell his his shoulders bothered. You know it wasn't anything like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know I think that uh, especially early in the game, you know you you're playing on on momentum so much, and and maybe as the game wears on, that's when the pain you know starts to get to you. Probably a lot after the game, but. Um, there wasn't any any moment in the game um, when I thought that that it was um, it was bothering him to an extent that his his performance was affected.
0: So let's look back at that game for just for just a second. You know, she was in control. You know, they were up what fourteen, whatever it was, and then it just it it just seemed like it you TCU scored you know kind of got back into it and you're like oh my gosh they're going to overtime how, how did this happen it just it seemed like OSU was in control until until they weren't like can you what what happened?
1: I think um, with college football now like leads are just not going to be like insurmountable I think the momentum just like flipped so quickly and you know, even looking at at you know the Baylor and, and Texas Tech wins like that was really the difference of only like a few plays, and yeah. those you know were really good wins. But um, I think it's difficult to control a game start to finish when you're you're playing on the road and you're playing a really good team. Um, and I think I think TCU just figured some things out as the game went on, and OSU you know there were things that just stopped working as the game went on. So I, I, I don't pin it as much on OSU as I think it's a very 50, 50, like TCU figured things out and OSU kind of let that one slip away. So, but that happens. I mean, we've seen OSU win games that way. I mean, it it, it goes both ways. So um, definitely not ideal, but there were, you know, I just remember uh, it was actually, um, I think it was when uh, it was a one touchdown game and and TCU was pen deep because Tom Hutton is unbelievable and um, I'm sure it was just like normal for for like that point of the game for um, the the stadium to play um, don't stop believing and it, it just like that was like even though TCU didn't score on that drive it just suddenly like you know, all of the fans are into it and like, you know, the, the stadium gets really loud and it really hadn't been like that at all. I mean, in the early going, like you're hearing a lot more OSU fans and TCU fans and it just changed kind of the, the vibe of the game. And um, then, you know, especially in the last few minutes and in the overtimes, um, the crowd was really into it. And it just, uh, I think, I think momentum is such a big thing. And once, once you lose that in a game on the road. I think it's so difficult to get it back. And I'm not saying that's why they lost because it was on the road. But, you know, I just feel like a lot of things played into that. And um, when you have a team that has younger players in in key roles, I think um, that starts to get into their heads a little bit. And, um, you know, it's just not as much of a veteran team as as what we saw, you know, especially on defense last year. And you need need some of that experience to get you through those moments because that's not easy when it's slipping away to be like, okay, we got to, we got to just really clamp down and get this, this back under control because, you know, the other team is riding on, on their momentum and their confidence and they're seeing what's working for them and Mm -hmm. they're going to keep doing that. So, um, I just feel like it was a matter of, of all of those things kind of, kind of working against OSU and, you know, it was kind of crazy at the time, but like once the momentum had shifted, like anything was possible at that point.
0: Sure. Sure. So let's talk about the OSU running game for a second. Uh, Mike Gundy said earlier this week <clears throat> during his presser that you know he was uh, concerned that Dominic Richardson is getting too many carries, and Mike Gundy has always talked about the need for multiple running backs. He likes to divide up the carries. Um, how, how do you see the running game breaking down the rest of the year? Do you, I guess a two part question, Kelly. Like, you know, why haven't they? Got, why why other people haven't got more carries now, and do you see that changing going forward?
1: feel like it's going to have to change. Um, yeah. I, I, I think when you um, become that one dimensional in a game, like, like Mike Gundy said, like, we're not going to like, you know, throw out everything and start over. We're not going to change our schemes, but um, it definitely was um, an area. I don't want to say of weakness, but like they were definitely vulnerable with the run game because of the way that it, it has been because Dominic is is a very physical runner but that's that's not really what you're wanting from your like every down running back like you you want someone who's going to be shifty and elusive and not just because of the production but like i mean you don't want your top running back to be you know sustaining those hits on and and seeking out contact and trying to plow plow guys over like that's that's not Going to make him very durable for the season, and so um, you know I think Dominic brings so many things to the team. I mean, he's he's so good catching screen passes and doing different things. Now they're getting him involved, you know, catching passes, and I think that's great because he's he's good at that. Um, it just you know behind him there's there's not the sort of experience that um, I think that the coaches feel super comfortable having those guys get more carries but I I think they're going to be forced into that now because your your primary running back is is not the type of back you're you're wanting in a lot of those situations so um he's going to grind out yards he's going to do some really good things but um the other guys are just they're different totally different styles so and you know you 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 just haven't maybe seen enough from them to feel really comfortable when the game is on the line. And that, I think that's kind of the problem with, with how the season has gone is, you know, you didn't get a lot um, like enough to really evaluate those guys in the non-conference to feel like, okay, the, this is a very important drive in a big 12 game. Let's trot them out there. So um but you know, Jay Nixon, I, I think um, I think he brings a lot of the, a lot of the things um, that they're wanting and are running back. Um, they just haven't seen him enough in games to be like, okay, well, you know, we really need something good on this drive. Let's give the ball to him. So um, I'm not going to say it's like their fault. It's just like things kind of just wound up that way, and now you have to figure out how to. Um, deal with Layla um We, you know, when you're, you're kind of, your your weakness to some extent has been exposed, and now everyone knows that, and now you're trying to fix it. It's just that's not not really ideal. But, um, and Ollie Gordon, you know, I think he has so much potential, but you know, Mike Dundee really, uh, he just doesn't like to lean heavily on freshmen because you don't know how it's gonna go. Um, and they're they're just you know more prone to um fumbles and and just different things that that can happen in games that you you can't really afford to take risks in in those moments but um if you don't take those risks how are they going to develop and if you don't take risks then you know what happened Saturday that can happen so um definitely not ideal but um I feel like they have some really good pieces they just haven't quite figured out how to um, balance, you know, the experience that Dominic has with with the inexperience that those other guys have.
0: Yeah. So Texas comes to town Saturday, 2.30 p.m. kickoff. They got the quarterback back. They got a great running back. Um, How do you see this one shaking out?
1: I think that this is like another just really difficult opponent. I know we can make jokes all day about, you know, Texas is back. Texas isn't back all of those things, but like the reality is, you know, they, they will always have talent. This will always be like, you know, a team with with five-star guys. And when you have that amount of talent, um, and I think a, a really good head coach. I, I think that um, there are going to be games that they win. I mean, obviously, what happened in, in the OU Texas game, you can say, well, that was OU dealing with their stuff, but Texas still put forty nine points on the board. Like this is a team that has has a ton of capability. It's you don't always know what you're going to get with them. They're they're going to be a little streaky, and they're mm-hmm. they're some of their um, you know, I think a lot of that is is I really feel like when Texas was declared back, it, it just honestly, like, created more problems than, than anything else, like, because it just, you know, then the players are like, okay, we're back, we gotta, we gotta perform, and it just created a lot of pressure that has been difficult to live up to when, when you have coaching changes, and, you know, just, you know, the normal stuff with college football, um, I think the consistency is, is not, um, something that's easy to achieve, and, um, you know, I think that uh, this game is a huge opportunity for OSU to get back on track. But this is not going to be an easy one. When you when you look at the matchups, I, I feel like it it could literally go either way. Um, but you know, this game being back in Stillwater, it's homecoming. Everyone loves that. Um, it's it's just a really good chance to to um, bounce back from what happened at TCU.
0: Yeah, and and it, and it will be interesting too to see how you know you and I have talked about how. You know, we like this OSU team. They got you know, obviously they're they're ranked high, they're they're looking good, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they respond from their first loss.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that, um, you know, I know that uh, like the last couple of years, like um, you know, OSU hasn't lost two games in a row. They tend to respond really well mm-hmm. um, after losses. You look at what happened last year um, when OSU lost it at Iowa State in October. And, um, you know, was able to obviously rebound really well from that and go on and, and have um, a, a really successful season. Um, I feel like there's the potential for that, but um, that doesn't mean that's going to be easy. Like, I mean, the schedule doesn't really allow for um, you to, like, feel really good about anything. You know, I just feel like um, with the Big 12 being what it is this season – you're not like thinking, okay, well, if they can get, get past Texas, then, then you know, all they have to do is, is win at Kansas State and, and at Kansas and, you know, it'll be so much easier after this. It's not going to be that way. Like the, these next few weeks are going to be so difficult. And I think um, that's great for the Big 12. And it really would strengthen the case of, of any team that, you know, could make it to, to December with, you know, only one loss or even only two losses. That would be a, a pretty good feat. So um, that's the thing that kind of concerns me. I I do think this team will respond well and do the right things because there there are some really good leaders on this team, um, you know, both sides of the ball, and there's a lot of potential with this team, but um, the schedule being what it is, you know, I I just feel like it's going to be a huge challenge to get through these next three weeks without a loss. And if they can do that, like... That's going to be super impressive and they should be, they should have everything lined up for them um, that that should be possible, you know, for the rest of the season. If if they can get through these next three weeks, it starts Saturday. That's not going to be an easy one. Um, But I think, you know, it's just a matter of continuing to learn kind of what this team um what what its identity is because I don't know that that's been like super clear like in the first half of the season and I think they're still trying to figure things out I'm sure a lot of teams are trying to figure things out but when you lose a game like you did Saturday it kind of makes you like reevaluate things to some extent but I think that could be a good thing I don't think that has to be a bad thing
0: sure all right Kelly appreciate the knowledge as always we'll catch up next week sounds good